Hello, and welcome to episode three of Katie and Eric's Infinite Quest, an ADHD adventure. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we are joined by special guest ADH Adult, capital A-D-H, lowercase a, capital D-U-L-T, on TikTok. That required a lot of clarification. She's an awesome TikTok creator and ADHD advocate. She's got blue hair. She's from Canada. She's great. We talk about houses, we talk about hippos, we talk about house hippos, we talk about the gut microbiome. I kind of feel like this is like the first real episode, you know? Katie and I just got new mics. Thanks in large part to your contributions on Patreon. If you would like to help us out financially, please consider visiting patreon.com slash infinitequest. Everything you donate really helps us get towards our goal of being able to do this stuff full time. Or if you're not stacked with cash right now, like me, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this on. It really helps us out a lot. It gives us sort of like street cred, if you will. Without further much ado about nothing, you're welcome, Katie. Here's the show. <laughs> God damn it. Welcome to our super professional podcast. We're so glad you came, Carly. <laughs> okay, so how to do a science good? How um, can I do a science good with ADHD? <laughs> Eric, we have to do the segment. Oh, though, shit, buddy. that's right. Okay. <laughs> and also, this, okay. this won't come off. I'll have that on for days. Thanks, Katie. Just that, whatever. That's fine. That was a perfectly fine clap. Fuck what? you. <clears throat> fine. That's fine. Okay. I'll it have... spiked on mine. Well, as so... long as that's, that's fine. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's just the fact that I'm bad at stuff in general. All right. I <laughs> am going to full screen this so I don't get distracted. That's very. I'm gonna just not. I guess it's helping, kind of. I don't know. Oh, do you want to? Do you want to set the timer, or should I have a timer going, or what's up? I'll I'll run time if you want. That's fine. Stage manager Katie. I was gonna gonna say that is definitely your department. Um. Okay. I'm sending her the thing, and then we wait. And then we wait. Oh, Batman. I can't click my pen. It's gonna pick up in my fancy new microphone. I just realized I can't touch anything this whole time or it's gonna pick up. No, I'm very stressed. No, dude, you can. I can edit We can cut it out. Doesn't matter at all. Oh, wait. It's like it's just, but then the whole time it's just gonna be like. Yeah, you can be like clicky, 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 clicky. behind me. I need to figure out what I'm gonna fiddle with. That reminds me. I need like silent. Oh, this is quiet. I bet this is. Where the heck are Yeah, this is, this is really quiet. I can just play with this. Um, I'm still so mad that I didn't know that there were fucking fidget toys for picking until literally yesterday. Oh yeah, you made a video about that. Right? Well, sh- 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 it did. This is podcast content we're content we're here. We're recording podcast. The pod, we're oh, literally yeah, we making the podcast right now. <laughs> oh, that's right, I forgot we were. I forgot that we <laughs> I just pressed all those buttons. <laughs> and oh, I was man. like, no, no. The content, I can see it slipping away. Uh, welcome to Katie and Eric's Infinite Quest. That's the opener. Like we just made the opener for. No, for I just forgot. I clicked all those buttons. Save it for the podcast Save while the we're podcast, recording Katie. the goddamn podcast. I know. I have to figure out what I'm gonna fiddle with. And gosh, my computer fan is so loud. That you're gonna be able to hear my, that. Yeah, my computer. My like that's why I have to get a new laptop because I'm pretty sure that my computer is about to explode. Like it's so bad. Don't die, I've like Katie. taken it apart and I've like cleaned out the fan and I've like cleaned out all the dust and whatever, but it's just like it's just on its last legs. It's not great. Alienware sponsor our podcast. Somebody come gainer. That's stuck in my head, by the way. Oh, I got I'm sending it to Carly on Discord. 
because this is headphones are squishing my glasses into my ears and now my ears hurt my name's katie my life is so hard i have sensory processing difficulties you asshole <laughs> oh god okay zoom. oh my god my senses my senses are <laughs> oh my god my computer fan man i'm freaking out about my computer fan Mine, mine is going to be in the background of mine. Like I've just acquiesced. These are all problems. These are problems that people are going to enjoy watching us. It's. I mean, just the the also the my my stool doesn't have a back, and so I just squirm for the entire. Like that's all I do. Mm. I just squirm. Oh, oh, Katie, shut up. Uh, Carly, Carly's in the. Sorry, (laughs) Carly's in the waiting room. Okay, great. I'm about to let Carly in, and I'm I'm excited and I'm nervous, and it's going to be great. I'm, I it's don't gonna know, be awesome. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be just just take a deep breath. It's gonna go. be so good. Podcast episode three. Podcast episode three. Here we go. Carly. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hooray! We did it. Oh <laughs> Everything works. <laughs> Everything works on the first try. What World. a good and glorious day. This is amazing. <laughs> I was so pumped. I really didn't think we were gonna pull it off. I like know. this is. A, like, I, like I bought a new microphone. Oh my god! You both have fancy, fancy microphones. We do. Like, it's, it was a flex. We're podcast. like, let's let's make Carly as nervous as possible. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be like, look at our microphone. I'm actually so I'm wearing these ear pods instead of my big floppy headphones because I was like, Katie and I can't both be wearing big floppy headphones and be I like, I do have big floppy headphones. You um, can I put just, them on if you want. It's up to you. They might be worse. They're very old. <laughs> it was back in my Dota days when I would play online games. You do whatever makes you feel comfortable. That's what you should do. Um, like, and this looks very fancy from the front, but what you can't see is the literal Korean face mask that is propped up against the boom to make it not move. Like, I'm not a fancy person. This very is professional. All an illusion. It's, Did you say Korean scary. face mask? Yeah. It's a Don't move it. Your face. whole it's thing's going to fall. No, I have two. This is an amateur hour. I have a backup <laughs> Korean face mask to hold my microphone boom in place. Eric, hey, everybody, send, send Katie more Korean face masks. She needs them. I love Korean face she masks. She only That's has real, two. Please. Is there please a difference between Korean face masks and non-Korean face masks? What makes them so special? I don't know, but they're like a whole they're like a whole beauty trend and and one of my friends like uh got me a an Ipsy bag. Yeah. For Christmas. And Ipsy is just like Korean face mask, Korean face mask, Korean face like it's just like they always put one in there. I have and a so bunch of masks have... from Ipsy. I guess they're probably Korean. <laughs> yeah. I don't it's like it's like a whole it's a whole genre of beauty product. I feel like I should educate myself more on what is the difference between a regular face mask and a Korean one, but I don't know. Apparently they're really popular. What with the beauty influencers on the YouTube machine. The booty also. gurus. The booty gurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh and please 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 do keep talking about brands oh yeah please keep talking about brands <laughs> get like, that mm, sweet yes. sweet you know, sponsorship money yeah we're so while we're on the yet. the topic of adhd carly what shampoo do you use just weird question <laughs> your hair does look your your head and shoulders your hair does look so quite nice and our our constant search for sponsorships is just us awkwardly shoe like horning in like terrible like I, that was going to be really funny, and then I forgot how to talk. It's fine. <laughs> great. It's going to be in my gravestone. <laughs> that was going to be so funny. A... Oh, I use no shampoo, so and I'm, like, famous for my hair because my hair is awesome. 
I tried no to know I tried the no poo uh, method. Um, I couldn't I couldn't manage it. I could I got I got to like two weeks and I was like it's still so greasy. Ah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Explain. Explain the, the words that just came out of your mouth. What? Well, for one, I was when you said I tried the no poo method. I was gonna say I was going to say have you tried prune juice? But then you <laughs> used the word Ew. greasy and it kind of broke the bit down. So, but I wanted you to know I had something for that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate everything about what you just said. It's a poop joke. It's a poop oh, joke. We're seven minutes make... in and it's a poop joke. <laughs> so, um, Carly, hey, thanks for being here on our super serious and professional podcast. We Thank really appreciate it. Thank you so much for it. having me. Oh, yeah. That's right. We should probably do that kind of stuff. Oh, by the way, so your your TikTok name is A capital A-D-H, lowercase a, capital D-U-L-T, correct? You got it. ADH adult. Yeah. Adult. So it's <laughs> Okay, so it is ADH adult. Yeah, is that's that how, how we that's... like people should refer to you? ADH adult or ADHD adult? I I, I mean, I don't really care, but uh, it's spelled ADH adult and that's how I've been saying it. ADH adult. I'm, okay. I'm not mad either way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm fun. writing that down for the for the for the intro part cuz <laughs> exactly. I don't want to mess that up. We were like Katie Katie came <laughs> so I was like Katie, we, Katie and I were like, "All right, let's meet Let's let's join a little bit early to make sure we're not going to destroy all of this. And uh, Katie, it seems like you wanted to record the intro right then, which is... I was I was well because it was like because a lot of times when like because I go on a lot of podcasts and I talk about Shakespeare, right? And so my name's Katie. Always, going on a lot I know of I'm, I'm just oh. so fancy. I'm so fancy. I was no, on but like sex, a lot of times America, be like, sexy sex stories. I was I well, and like and actually I was totally copying Sunny. Like that was like that, literally I was copying Sunny Megatron in that moment because that's what they like because oh. they record something like before she has something that like she didn't say while we were talking, but then she was also like, "Hi, this is Sunny Megatron." and this is American Sex and Live. Today we have Katie and we're excited. And then I was like, hi, everybody. And then the podcast started and I thought that was a good idea. Now you're making fun of me for it, so I'm self-conscious. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> it was fine. Good, good artists borrow, great artists steal, Katie. <laughs> right. Just remember. Oh, my gosh. Carly, how are you? How are you? I am great today. I'm so excited to be here that it's just overwhelmed all of my stresses and I'm just like, ah, fun things, finally. <laughs> Yay. I like well, your Christmas lights in the background. You. Oh, thanks. It's because this room doesn't have an overhead light. So we hung up some Christmas lights in, uh, you know, classic student roommate fashion. You know, nice. That's, that's 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 a way of life in my household because <laughs> I hate overhead lighting. So yeah. like, I get it. I get it. Christmas lights so, were like, no, Katie. No, no, no. Please, Katie. You. No, you go. I was going to talk yeah. about the fact that I went to a really fancy boarding school. That's what I was going to talk oh. about. Wow. Oh. So, but no, 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 no. There, you, there'll be plenty of time. Did Christmas lights in the, in, were that were Christmas lights allowed in the Ravenclaw common room? Eric? <laughs> 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 so, uh, I, I need to read more things and become more versed in Harry Potter so I can destroy joke opportunities like that one. But today I'll watch them go by. No, uh, Christmas lights were the best way to light your dorm room. Everybody wanted to have the dorm room that everybody hung out in, like, after hours and stuff. And it took a little while to notice that it was Christmas lights. That was the secret. The way that Christmas lights lit the room just, like, subconsciously made everybody want to go there. And then you'd have the cool hangout room. That or a lava lamp, I mean. That or a lava lamp if it was 50 years ago, yes. (laughs) I've never owned a lava lamp. I had one growing up. I was... Clearly very cool. Um. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. So, 
Just don't ask anyone from my childhood for, to corroborate that. <laughs> I mean, I think that like there's like a special kind of cool that you have when you are ADHD. Like that, I genuinely think like there's like a special brand of cool that you find, but it's like it's it's not a childhood cool. Like you're not cool when you're a child, but it's like no. somewhere around like age like twenty, you're like okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I'm peeking. I'm peeking. (laughs) Like that's, that's, I, I genuinely feel that way. I feel like I was so not cool for so long. And then all of a sudden in like the mid, you know, 20, 2010s, everybody started loving LeVar Burton. And I was like, ha ha vindication. Yes. Reading rainbow is cool. How does LeVar Burton connect to you becoming cool? Because when I was a kid, I used to get mercilessly made fun of for liking Reading Rainbow. Uh, and I ew. fucking loved Reading Rainbow. I fucking love Reading Rainbow. Like, one of my goals in life is to meet LeVar Burton. And I was like, I was really liked LeVar Burton and, and Reading Rainbow. And then, like, now Reading Rainbow is cool. And everybody's like, yeah, LeVar Burton. Like, he's a cool guy. He does Reading Rainbow. And I'm like, I is fucking... Is that because of community, do you think? I, I was going to say the same I think thing. maybe. Yeah. I think maybe. It might be. But yeah, like, and so now like everybody's like hip to LeVar Burton. And I was like, bitch, I, I knew, I knew I was, I was early on that train. It was fine. Also just like general nerdery has become cool now. Like it's yeah. cool to have like interests and be into like D&D and Magic the Gathering and like stuff like that now. It, it, so what, what are your, what are your fandoms? What are, what is the things that you like? Oh man, currently or like throughout my life? Cause it changes a lot, but <laughs> I mean, just, you know, which, whichever. You can give us the broad overview or the daily update. It's fine. Either way. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I played D&D and Magic the Gathering a lot in high school. I still, I, I, I kept a couple MTG decks for, for some of my friends that still play. We play every now and then. But I don't, <laughs> I don't go to, like, Friday Night Magic anymore because I'm not, like, a teenager with, like, disposable income to just pour into that friggin' expensive game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and just, I, for a while, I was obsessed with Dota 2, playing that awful, awful What does game. Dota stand for? Yeah, what, what is that? I don't, okay, what, Def- is, what is that? Tell us about that. I don't know what um, that is at all. Have you heard of League of Legends? Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, so it's like the main competitor for LOL. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. LOL being Really toxic community there. Just gotta say that. <laughs> Absolutely toxic online community. <laughs> It's uh, it's yeah. From what I've heard, it's not it's not the best thing. But yeah, I don't, I'm bad at online games, so I don't I don't. You know, you I trust your opinion. <laughs> you know more than me. <laughs> My brother yeah, plays LOL, guys. Lately, so lately it's just, just uh, fucking watch right. it. <laughs> okay. My brother plays what? LOL. Okay. You guys are talking shit about my brother here. So your brother also... is online game. My brother is online game. Yes. My brother, online game, TM. That's him. I was also experimenting with how quiet I can do, can I like subtly? Because it works over here, but it doesn't work over here. We're going to cut it all this doesn't, out. It I, doesn't work at all. It doesn't work. Fuck. That's the no. whole That's a whole element of You're comedy. You're completely is... interrupting the whole thing to be I... super awkward. That's what I do. I'm the loose cannon, baby. I'm the... <laughs> I'm the wild card. That's what I do. Oh, God, that was so funny. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay, so we're going to take that back. We're going to cut all of that out. We're going to pretend like that never fucking happened, Eric. By the end of this, okay. it's just going to be Katie's infinite quest. <laughs> we're going to redact my name because I'll be, every once in a while, I'll have something useful to say, and the rest will just be me holding back burps and farts. 
We'll just be less and less of you in every episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I'll wear a red okay. shirt every time, so when you kill me off, it makes sense. Star Trek reference. <laughs> Kaboom. But, Eric, after um, TNG, uh, the red shirts stopped being the people that were easily killed. And, in fact, they had a more modicum of protection because they were usually oh. the branch officers. Uh-oh. This is the first time this has happened. Oh, no. <laughs> Katie cut out. I did. Oh, Katie Bobady. Wait, am I still frozen? Hey, Carly, how's it going? Let's let's just let the oh, no. internet figure this thing out. Oh, oh no. Hey. I'm back. You're back. You're back. You're back. I froze just to drop. Oh, my internet connect- connection is unstable. I don't like oh, that information. Well, that's what happens when you start mm. talking shit about me. Do you have that's an ethernet cord? I know. I was like, I actually might go see. Hold I don't mine in. That's, that's long enough. But let me let me go. Uh, Carly, re- Eric, cover yes. cover for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I drank coffee today. Like normally, I take I like I either take my med. Well, I always take my meds. But then, like if I drink coffee as well, I have to like be like, okay, now I'm drinking coffee, so be careful. Like I have to drink one cup over the course of a day. But today. I didn't because I was doing podcast stuff and I was like, I'm going to drink all of this thing now. And now I'm making Katie's life very difficult, which is my favorite thing to do ever. So it's, I guess I'm on cup out. number two of tea. So cat cup. Oh, tea. Do you feel so what it's a, sort of a, a chicken or the egg question. Do you feel better than everybody else and then say, oh, I drink tea or do you drink tea and then feel better than everybody else which how does it how does it work it's just a kind of a general all-encompassing uh superiority complex no No, i'm just obsessed with tea i don't know uh, i think it's i think it's a canadian company so i don't think you guys have it there but speaking of sponsorships um david's tea is just like the best david's tea i think it's canadian um yeah but like they have just like fancy teas with like like this one has coffee beans in it it's a tea that has coffee beans and candied pineapple and like a bunch of stuff and somehow all of the weird combination things make it taste like a vanilla cappuccino but it's tea jesus if only if only the four thousand years of the years ago chinese culture could see us now like <laughs> it tastes so like a frappa frappuccino just completely bastardizing their How many, what concentration of coffee beans can a tea mixture have before it becomes, I guess, 50 50? Before yeah. it's just coffee? Yeah. I, oh my God. Oh, Let's do 50 50. Let's make a 50 50 brand. It'll be called Half and Half. And we'll, and we'll sell that. Coffee? It'll be tea, tea coffee. coffee. It'll be toffee. We'll call it toffee. I refuse to participate in whatever abomination. <laughs> no. We're launching a brand of I'm coffee out. tea. <laughs> Toffee. Hi everybody. We're gonna we're gonna. Do you have ADHD? Toffee. Do you hate to choose between tea and coffee? Do we have news for you? We got wine drunk and invented coffee tea. <laughs> Katie, it's three in the afternoon for you. Are you okay? You're wine drunk? No, no. That's cool. Katie, we're your teeth fine. are red. Oh. Come on. I know, right? Jokes on you. I hate red wine. <laughs> You'll never catch me. Um, so the good news is that I found an Ethernet cable. The bad news is that it's like two feet long, so it serves us no purpose. But I did bring it down as a hilarious prop. <laughs> Next comedy. Next yeah, podcasts bit. are great for visual comedy. I love I love a good visual bit in a podcast. So that's great. <laughs> it was a blue Ethernet cable, just for for. It was for... so the joke was that I held a. No. You <laughs> <laughs> swang in on it. <laughs> that's true. It was really cool. It was like some Errol Flynn shit, but you have to... Although I suppose it is going to be on YouTube, too, so technically speaking. 
Yeah. It's, it's that could that's work. Fine. I probably so, overthought that bit. <laughs> so, Carly, you have three degrees, two bachelors, and a master's. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So fancy. I know yeah. you've told me before. What are they? Uh, so my first one was, one was a bachelor's of science in neuroscience and mental health. And then the second one was a master's in neuroscience. And then I completely changed my mind on what I wanted to do because um, I was going down like the research path um, and then found out that research wasn't for me and decided I want to be a psychotherapist. Um, but to get into the master's of counseling psychology, I needed a bachelor's of psychology, not a bachelor's of neuroscience. So I went back and got a bachelor of arts in psychology so that I could do that master's. Even though like most of the courses were the same and they were all the same material and I like I skated through that degree because I was like, I've done all of this. Why didn't my other degree count for that? But so now here I am on degree number four. <laughs> that, that's wow. amazing. First off, congratulations, because that's a shitload of hard work. Yeah, of applause. Holy shit. So what what made you want to switch? This like really interests me because I'm I'm a academia nerd like i love i love me some research so what made you want to to switch over from research to to the practic practicum mm -hmm. is that the right fancy word uh yeah no, i have a practicum in my degree but yeah the, the, the so fancy. what's a practicum yeah. it's like the the doing part the of doing it. the doing oh, like yeah. practice yeah. like yeah yeah, practice, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so it was during my master's of neuroscience that I realized it because I was my my thesis was on depression in the gut microbiome. So like the bacteria that live in your digestive system and stuff like that. Um, so I was working like one on one directly with participants where they would come in do a bunch of like different surveys and stuff, give me a fecal sample, <laughs> and uh, a blood sample and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, and I, I and I I liked the like in lab sciencey parts with the like pipetting and the like running analysis and stuff. That was all super fun. Um, but I hated the writing part and I hate the whole atmosphere of academia where it's like publish or die. Like you're not going to be successful unless you publish. And yep. you'd always be applying for grant applications and stuff like that. Like that's just so stressful, especially when I hate writing. Um, so yeah, and I liked the like in person part too. So I was like, well, why don't I just make a career out of the in person part if I enjoy so much? interacting with people and helping people and that's yeah that's why i changed my mind so i'm curious so, we, not to turn this into an interview but so the amount of bureaucratic like a, like, a, like you might find on a podcast like you might let's <laughs> <laughs> make sure nobody thinks this is a legitimate thing but like so when you were talking about all the hoops that you had to jump through to get the paperwork well, to, you know, of course, to learn the things that you wanted to learn, but ultimately to, you know, get the degrees that you needed, the pieces of paper that allowed you to progress in the direction that you wanted to progress. I was, I am still in awe of your uh, focus and motivation to go back and go, oh, I've already taken these classes, but I need it such to take this other class. Like, that's why I could never do schools, because once that start, stuff started to happen, I was like, I screw all this, I'm out. Um, so I'm just, it's it's interesting that, like, it seems like, the bureaucratic annoyingness of research that was like so much like you being a person who already jumped through all these bureaucratic hoops it was so much so in the research field that you couldn't handle it so how do the people who do research in those fields handle it like just different different blokes different folks i guess like yeah I, like I, I i've talked to like my friends that have continued along the research path and uh they just they're, they're like yeah i hate grant writing but like it's a hazard of the job and i'm like 
I just can't picture that being my life, like constantly having to worry about funding and, and, and like ethics approvals and like all of this paperwork and this like writing. It's really the writing that I really just, I just don't want to write that much for the rest of my life forever. <laughs> How did it feel to like have, have an idea? Like presumably you're studying, I mean, I imagine the, the reason that somebody as wonderful and good hearted as you would study neuroscience and all that stuff would be to overall like to, 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 to do useful and helpful work. Um, so was it all, how, how did it feel to perhaps have, ha have something that needs funding and then have to go like sell it, sell that idea, like all of a sudden switch into like marketing mode to sell yeah. why people should get you funding to do this objectively good thing. Like how did, how did that feel? Like that would have been, it, it sounds infuriating. It sucks. <laughs> it's infuriating and you're right. And it sucks. And like, uh, yeah. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to like stray away from that and just and go straight to the helping part. <laughs> right. So yeah. what is, so yeah. Tell us more about the, um, the helping part. Like what is that going to look like for you? Like once you've gotten your second master's <laughs> casual fancy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, well, this master's uh, includes uh, practicum. I think that's how you say that. Practicum? Practicum? Sure. Anyway, we'll say it. Um, that word, <laughs> where I have to, like, do a placement, uh, be supervised, and, and stuff like that. So um, some people get jobs directly out of that. Um, I hope to eventually open a private practice someday. And, uh, yeah, I specifically want to work with, like, the LGBTQ community, um, just because, like, they don't have as many resources. And a lot of psychotherapists and psychologists and psychiatrists are old white men um, that don't really understand the struggles of, yeah. of the LGBT community. So, Here, yeah, yes. I want to help make that more accessible. <laughs> we love that. We love, like, oh, man, that makes me delighted and happy. Thank you for being an excellent human being. Gosh, yes. <laughs> Also, Eric had all of these like really like wonderful like nuanced questions, and my question was on app like how how much how many how much poop have you handled? Uh, over oh the man, so of your... much poop! <laughs> <laughs> like I just like you said I that. Just, I have pictures to show you. There is there is this drawer. I'm pretty sure it's still back at the lab that I did my master's in because the, stu the study is continuing without me. They they need more participants. Um, Sitting there unrefrigerated. Yeah, there's this filing cabinet. Ew. This locked filing cabinet with vials upon vials of poop. no. Yeah. Sitting in the hot there's a, sun. There's a filing cabinet full of poop. Yep. <laughs> what? Katie, who told you about that? Oh, oh sorry. Sorry, I was protecting. Oh my god, I'm upset. Yeah, they're, that I they're know like that. preservatives and stuff too, and they're like completely sealed. You don't smell it or anything. But like, there's a lot of poop, and I've, I've there's a like, there's I I guess I never thought about the amount of like like poop in relation to mental health like now i'm like really interested in this is like it's a like the new sexy topic in science right now it's <laughs> super <laughs> sexy oh <laughs> yeah finding relationships between the gut microbiome and everything oh my cat is uh, scratching um yes. so i imagine you're you're collecting these these um uh uh shit samples uh, I was trying to think of something funny. That, so these these duty like, samples, we'll say <laughs> these poopy poopy duty duty poopy samples. Yeah. Um, and I imagine you're 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 taking some sort of measurements on those to try to figure out what the gut microbiome that produced that shit. Okay, like, pretend what it was like, like I'm. Pretend like I'm an idiot who doesn't know what a gut microbiome. Like I totally do, but just pretend like I don't. 
what is that and why should I care about it? What is And, so and also like, if you're listening for, to this and you don't funsies. know what a gut microbiome is, you're not an idiot. I'm sorry Katie just yeah, directly called I you an idiot. I don't I don't know what it is. That was the joke. That was the joke <laughs> I said. I I have no idea what it is. Okay, so inside your digestive system there are bacteria that live in there. That's their home. They just they just chill out there all day okay. long for your whole life. Okay. Um, and those bacteria communicate with like your immune system and your brain and they affect all sorts of different things within your body. Um, yeah. And how we measure those bacteria is through poop samples. <laughs> That's so interesting. So is like, that why like, is... com- like kombucha, for example, contains for, for, for background and also uh, I, I, I uh, a large portion of my life is dealing with sourdough bread. Um, that is what I do. If, and apparently Katie didn't know that. I was like, hey, Katie, I like, didn't, let's make I some bread I still sometime. think it's so funny. Like, I still think it's the funniest shit that I've ever heard of it. Like, just casually one time. Because you know how everybody during the pandemic was making sourdough bread, <laughs> well, right? I, well, I liked and sourdough then, before it was cool. Just, just And then saying. Eric was like, I know how to make sourdough bread. And I was like, cool, this is the pandemic. And then Eric just casually dropped like, no, no, no. You need to understand. I'm an expert. I've, <laughs> I've trained. I studied. Because I apprenticed. The first time that me and Eric talked on, on Discord, like talked on the phone or whatever, you you ranted about sourdough bread for like 20 <laughs> minutes straight. Right. And I didn't stop you. I was just like, uh-huh, tell me more. Oh, yeah. I want to hear it. Let's tell me about sourdough. And I felt so bad. <laughs> Well, afterwards, I was like, I just mansplained the ever-loving fuck out of that. I mean, in retrospect, like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like mansplaining is like, if I knew you already knew that stuff, but I feel like you should still hear it from me, like, you know, I don't know how much any given person knows about sourdough bread. I, I don't know. Also, for context, Katie and I were on the phone the other day, and I was like, hey, sometime we got to make sourdough bread. And she was like, do you, do you know how to make, like, what, keep in mind, Katie have known each other, Katie and I have known each other for three months, but in ADHD, ADHD time, that's like three years. Um, and in pandemic time, that's like a bazillion years. Right? Yeah. So, so, and, and I'm a dog, so that's like time. 59 years or something like that. <laughs> but Katie was like, do you know anything about sourdough bread? And I had to actually, actually ask the question, are you serious? Like, I didn't, like I wasn't being like, like, but the, but the, the, the intensity at which that are you serious came like that was the funniest part because it well, wasn't like a casual like are you serious it was like a are you serious and i was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i didn't know swear to me are you serious <laughs> well because so, well i actually was asking because if you were being sarcastic then i would have been like oh ha 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 and moved on but if you were actually asking me if I know how to make sourdough bread, then that means there is a massive swath of my life that you know nothing about, which yeah, is fine. I, I, like, just... I missed the whole memo. I missed <laughs> right. that whole memo. But so, anyway, Carly's here, and I want to hear more about <coughs> poop and depression. I, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. I promise I wasn't just trying to make that about me. I was. I had a, a whole analogy <laughs> that I was going to go on, and then I needed to do the, the whole thing. Anyways. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, this is the most ADHD <laughs> podcast in the world. ADHD. Um, oh, so sourdough bread works basically on, on what we call a SCOBY, a symbiotic community of bacteria and yeasts. Um, and we are constantly monitoring the health of that SCOBY, symbiotic community of bacteria and yeasts, um, and monitoring its behavior and trying to make it behave in extremely predictable ways. Um, if you take uh, a SCOBY, a, like a starter, which is essentially like a mixture of flour and water that serves as a hotel for a shit ton of bacteria and yeasts, if you move that from where I am in California to, you know, Georgia new bacteria and yeasts are going to be like, hey, what's up? We want to be in here now. And there's basically a war that happens 
within your sourdough starter, your SCOBY. Um, and basically it has to rebalance itself. This, like it'll behave differently. It'll taste differently. It'll, it'll produce, produce different acids. It'll respond to different flowers differently. It's fascinating. Um, and so I was wondering, where is, is where's the Pixar film of this? Where is the <laughs> Pixar film of the little, of the little guys? And they're like, Oh no, like our, the guy is bringing us to Georgia. And then they like go to war and it's like a bread war. <laughs> But it's it'd be like, like all adorably uh, it'd be like Osmosis animated. Jones. Do you remember Osmosis Jones? Yeah, it'd be yeah. like Osmos- Osmosis Jones, but it would be with, about sourdough. Like I'm, be Scoby I'm, Jones. I'm, I don't know. But I, I watched reason, that entire movie in my head while you were talking. I love that movie so much. I always thought it was so cool how the pill like floated on that like water jet. I thought that was the sickest thing. Um, yeah. But anyways, so uh, now the all right now now the actual question. We're gonna cut all. I'm gonna cut vast sections of that out. Jesus Christ! You're not. We're gonna leave all. We're of not. This in. We're leaving it in. Um, <laughs> just how. Um, how fragile is the gut microbiome, essentially? Can, can a new bacteria be introduced into your gut microbiome and, like, set up shop and, like, totally wreck it or change the power dynamic, the whole political climate of your gut microbiome? Um, or is it a generally, like, a stable thing? Like, how, how, how stable is a person's gut microbiome? How susceptible is it to change based on the things that they eat or the environment that they're in? Um, loosely, like, I don't, you know... I'm, I'm just curious, is it, is it a fragile thing or is it like an ocean liner um, kind of thing? Yeah, so the, first of all, like I haven't really looked at any of the new research in the past like two years and I did my master's like two years ago, so I couldn't oh, never mind. on this. Um, and like the study of the microbiome is still fairly new. So a lot of the research studies are like contradicting each other. And until mm. we get like a lot of replication stuff, we won't really know. Um, but yes, yeah, some studies are saying that it's fairly like, stable throughout your lifetime that like there's what we call a critical period in your early life where it's like really susceptible to change um which was a big part of my master's because we were looking at early life trauma and how that affects the the composition of the gut microbiome um but other people are saying that yeah that it can change later in life and stuff like that so honestly i'm not really sure at this point (laughs) so does the gut microbiome change strictly by like external things coming in, like something you eat, or can just an experience change your gut microbiome? Like, as you just said, trauma. Um, awesome question, and that's something that they're they're currently studying and trying to figure out. Oh my god, I'm curious as fuck, dog. I gotta I gotta get more shit samples in my life. <laughs> One of the questions, like that we were asking with my thesis, was like, um, you know, is it? And, and, and we weren't looking at like cause and effect. We were just looking at correlational stuff. Uh, so we don't really know like what causes what, but one of the questions that arose from our study is like, okay, so is it that early life trauma is co- like causing depression and depression is changing the microbiome or is early life trauma changing the microbiome and the microbiome is causing depression or like some sort of weird interaction like that. And we don't know. Cool. Oh man, I'm so fascinated by the implications of that. Like, like I have like full on hyper fixation ADHD brain about the implications of that. Cause that, that basically means then that if they were able to like isolate it, you could hypothetically like fix depression by like putting in different gut, bo- like Maybe. guys. So I want to tell you about a really, really, really cool study. Do um, it, do it right okay. now. So there are, and I, okay, I haven't talked about this in a while, so I might get details wrong, but there okay. was a study that took, looked at rats and there was like a rat with like rat version of depression. So like 
like symptoms it's not like the same as human depression at all but you know like symptoms where the rat is not acting like like a normal rat and kind of mm -hmm. looks sad um and and like a normal rat and if they took the poop from the depressed rat and put it in the normal rat the normal rat started showing signs of rat depression what yeah what yeah so and that and and we can't extrapolate to humans because humans are very different from rats. But that hints that maybe maybe gut bacteria can affect your mood. Wait, there, there so was some TV show. A... No, 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 Katie, no, please, please, please. No, no, no. I was just gonna make a disgusting poop joke. It's yeah, I know. You, That's why you, I wanted you to go. I was, it was gonna be. I was gonna be very mature about this, so it's fine. You go ahead, friend. I want to hear that poop joke. All right, hold, keep keep that poop joke in the front of your brain. <laughs> Smear it all over your face. Uh, oh. Now I have to remember what I was gonna say. Oh shit. Uh, oh, I remember on some TV show, like a like a Cougar Town kind of TV show, where there are a lot of like rich white ladies and who live in LA and whatnot. Um, the, the 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 term like fecal transfer was something that they would say like it was some like super they would go to palm beach and get a manicure and a mud bath and a fecal transfer so there's what? some validity yeah. to that i suppose well there's perhaps some validity to that i've heard of and i don't, i only vaguely remember this but i've heard of like people trying to use fecal transplants to treat obesity and stuff like that I heard Whoa. I heard about that for uh for like Crohn's disease. Yeah, and Crohn's, yeah. Yeah, like I, I I had a Crohn's and IBS are like super super linked to like depression and mental health in general. Huh. Which is which is also like a hint that like huh something's going on with the digestive system in the brain. Well, I also noticed like um uh kombucha for example, fermented beverage which contains a scoby, a symbiotic community community of bacteria and yeasts that like don't it's fascinating. Um Symbiotic, S-C-O-B-Y, Symbiotic Thank Community you. of Bacteria and Yeasts. Um, okay. So uh, a kombucha or any non-pasteurized fermented beverage um, uh, contains a SCOBY. And the idea is like when you drink kombucha, you're introducing an extreme, like by nature of the fact that the kombucha has successfully been made means that there is a very healthy symbiotic community of bacteria and yeasts in there, a very healthy microbiome. And so by drinking that, you're introducing a very stable, very healthy system into your gut and into your bowels and all and all the stuff, which is why, like, I, I, I'm, I'm as much asking this as I am saying this, is which is why it makes you feel better. And, and I've noticed, like, you know, this is an ADHD podcast, but I also have very severe depression. What up? Um, and I've noticed that a lot of the times, if I really, like, tune into myself, when I'm depressed, I have a bad feeling in my stomach. And it's not like a, it's not like a abstract bad feeling in my stomach, like fear. It's a literal nausea. It's a literal bad feeling in my stomach, um, which is also like if I eat a bunch of junk food, I get depressed, you know, I, I like because I'm ashamed that I just ate a bunch of junk food, but also because if like in my stomach, it's like, what the, what the hell, what, what do you, what do you, what was this? What are you doing here? Come on. Now we have to do all this weird stuff to digest this stuff. Um, so well, like, there's tons yeah. of things like, like go with your gut, butterflies in your gut, like, oh, that like dropping feeling in your gut. What? Like there's so many things that relate like mood and cognition and, and, and mental well-being to your gut already. And now finally science is like catching up with these like idioms. <laughs> wow. Well, so my mom, Damn. um, 
future guest on our podcast, my mom. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, Kitty. It's happening. It's going to be amazing. Um, I, your mom's cool as hell. I'm oh, cool right. with you it. You met my mom. That's crazy. I have met both of your parents. I haven't even met you in person. We hung. We hung out. That's a story. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, well, so she, um, she did this study where, where, so my mom also has, well, like she has, she has depression. That's where I get it from. Um, and she did this study where basically they, they inject uh, enzymes from various foods into you and see if there's any, it was mental effects, see if any of them triggered her already very well-documented depression. Um, and so they were like, here's, you know, rice proteins or enzymes and stuff. And she'd be like, no, there's nothing, you know, whatever. And then they got to corn. They injected her with corn. It was either proteins or enzymes. Protein or enzymes. I think it was enzymes. But either way, they injected her with corn. <laughs> um, and she said, like, ugh, like the flip of a switch, she immediately was like, why the fuck am I even here? Like, this is dumb. I want to go home. Like, I'm very far, you know, depression, like. I want to be in my bed. I'm so far away from my bed. Like, you know, she couldn't bring her eyes up from the floor. Depression. If you have depression, you know what it feels like. Um, but like immediately, like she was fine. And then all of a sudden she was injected with corn stuff and she just sank. She melted. Um, and she, and like she had to remember what she was doing. Like she had to be like, oh, oh, yeah, that, that one. And they were like, oh. And then they injected her with this other thing that is like the opposite of it counteracted whatever they just injected her with. And again, like the flip of a switch, it just went away. She just went, Whoa, Whoa, that was weird. Holy shit. And so uh, the corn and uh, wheat proteins both did that to her. And so now she never eats corn and wheat. And she said it changed her life. Like she could not, she can't believe that she went this long in her life without knowing that, that those simple, the, just the, the eating of those things, the introduction of those things into her body caused that to happen so anyway that's just to speak that like i'm immensely fascinated by the fact that we just put so much in our bodies all the time and the amount of different the 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 level of complexity that these each individual thing has is fascinating on itself but then when you mix them all together over time like i mean it's 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 you know you don't need to need me to tell you it's fascinating you studied it for a very long time and still are um but eric what eric our producer is telling us that we have to move on (laughs) Okay, but what people are listening. People people tune in to listen to me talk, not not the very oh, well educated women I'm, I'm with. <laughs> you're such a butthole. Um. So okay, do you want to explain the the next part to our our good friend Carly here? Yeah, sure. So we're in attempts to be less discursive and to 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 filter our ADHD laden whatever into some sort of organized structured thing. We're doing an early section and then second section where we pick a topic about ADHD and just talk about our experiences with it and our thoughts on it and whatever the hell, um, because if we don't do that, then we're just going to end up talking about whatever we're going to end up talking about, whatever the living shit the entire time. So anyways, phase two, Marvel phase two. Um, (laughs) So what uh, Carly, you and I talked about this a bit yesterday, but the ADHD topic today is... um, Looking back on symptoms, I suppose, would be a concise way of putting it. But just like, what are some of the things that seemed like just weird, like things that you didn't really notice at the time, but now that you have an understanding of your ADHD, you can look back and go, oh, dude, that was totally my ADHD, and I just didn't know at the time, whether it was in school or any, or, or, or elsewhere. Okay, so I thought of one, uh, like after we talked last night, I was like, oh, I have a perfect one to, to, to talk about. Okay, 
Do you guys remember in school that like blue sticky tack that they put posters up with? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. My whole brain just lit up like, yes. I was like, I was like a really goody two shoes child when I was younger. And I, I never would ever think of stealing anything in my life ever. Um, but except for that blue tack, I like obsessively would like, as we were walking along to the gym or something, I would like sneak my hand behind the posters and like, grab a bunch of it and I had this ball of it like this big in my desk and I would like take it out in class secretly and like play with it because I knew if they found out that I had this much they would certainly take it away and I I just want to point out for the for the viewers at home you just made a grapefruit sized gesture with your hands (laughs) that big I remember and like yeah I would would, like play with it during class and I would get really really upset if like another student tried to take it from me or like a teacher tried to take it from me and now I'm just like silly Carly like you were that was a fidget toy that you made yourself in class because like they wouldn't give you any so you made your you stole one (laughs) slowly over time you're just amassing these (laughs) that's that's so funny that is not an inconsequential like they may have noticed in the budget (laughs) that you had they were doing we've spent like 10 times as much on sticky tack by the way which is what I remember being called like there's a thief in the midst yeah, I've already sent a bill in the mail or something now. <laughs> so, okay. So, so talking about symptoms, talking about um, the reality of living with ADHD, tell us just a little bit about you. Like how, like wh- who are you? Where did you come from? Uh, what is your ADHD story? Like how did, how did all of this happen and come about? Uh, yeah. So I, I wasn't diagnosed till I was 20. Um, I, Late diagnosis, fam. What up? We love it. Um, I, I, oh, I totally just blanked. Oops. That's okay. ADHD. Uh, your story, diagnosis. Yeah, uh, just uh, who oh, yeah. you I'm are, what you town, do. Small town in, near Ottawa, Ontario. Um, and yeah, wasn't wasn't diagnosed in childhood at all. I found the way I found out was that. Um, playing playing magic the gathering uh, late nights with my two friends um uh, like my I had a friend that was diagnosed and every time at at, like at night around the time we would be playing MTG his meds would be wearing off and he would start just you know being his like wacky self and I was very similar to him and my friends were like Carly you act just like him like are you sure that you don't have it too because you act exactly like him when he's not on his meds and I was like no what are you talking about Uh, no I didn't what (laughs) and then uh, I didn't really think about it again until uh, I got to university and suddenly like I always, I always did really well in school. I was always just like a super nerd. I liked school. I obviously I've, I've been in university same, for same. years now. I clearly, <laughs> yep. uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I got good grades without really trying in high school, but then that transition from high school to university was like a slap in the face. Oh, it's um, so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Cause suddenly like you don't have like teachers nagging you to get assignments turned in and uh like you and you don't have like laid out like oh each unit is like this like no it's just like here's a bunch of information figure it out goodbye 
um, yeah, so I, so I was struggling in my first year, like I, I remember I got my first biology lab report back and I got like a 60 on it and I called my mom crying and I was like, I have to drop out, I'm not supposed to be in university, clearly. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I was having a lot of troubles and then I remembered like my friends telling me like, oh, you seem like you have ADHD. And I was like, okay, let's humor them. And I went to the school disability office and I was like, what do I do if I think I have ADHD? And they gave me this like pre-screening questionnaire and I filled out the questionnaire and they looked at it they're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely probably <laughs> it. Uh, so they sent me to a psychologist and that's where I had the full like psychoeducational assessment done. Um, it was like a couple sessions of like three hours each and I got to like play all sorts of cool games and do some <laughs> surveys and stuff. I found it super fun. <laughs> and then, yeah, came back that, yep, that's what it is. <laughs> what were those? So what were those sessions like? You played with toys? Did you fill out stuff? Did you write stuff? What were they like? Yeah, oh, it was so cool. So... And this was, this was before I, I switched into neuroscience and psychology too. So like, this was just like really cool for me. Um, but yeah, like the first session was an interview. Like she asked me a lot about my history and stuff like that growing up. And, uh, and then I think I filled out like a bunch of different uh, self-report surveys. Um, and then she got into like the psychoeducational testing. So there was a bunch of different tests. I remember one of them, my favorite one, because I succeeded with flying colors and I brag about it to everybody, um, was this one where there was like a pattern on a piece of paper and I had to recreate that pattern with these blocks that were like colored differently. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Not, yes. Yeah. So I, I did about that, that like once a month. <laughs> yeah, I did that test and I scored in the 98th percentile. So I'm better than 98% of people at that test. And I'd like to brag about that. Um, but I also, there was also a test where you had to like look at a picture and memorize the details about it. And then the picture went away for a couple minutes and then it came back and you had to try and like spot what had changed. And I scored in like, I don't know, something really bad, like the, the seventh percentile or something for that. So like my memory is, is poop. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, there was those kind of tests. Uh, there was one where they like said numbers and letters to you and you had to repeat them back oh my god um, oh, oh god that yeah, gives me so much anxiety just thinking yeah. about having to do that no, yeah no, thank you mine was, <laughs> mine was yeah very similar and it was from what i remember it wasn't um it was about the disparity between them they were there were i think there were like four categories of them like in, just in the form that they gave me afterwards um uh and it was about do are all your other ones like about the same like if you are as expected given the other ones and how much, how, like, if one if one is low, how, by how much? And, yeah, yeah, that seemed to be the metric by which mine was based as well. It's like, I would do, like, extremely well on the little blocky test, which, I, again, like, I, I think about all the time. I nailed it! Um, I want to do more! <laughs> I want to do it right now! I'm going to make Let's one. I'm gonna, oh, my God, I'm going to make one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask the, um, do you guys know the girl on TikTok who makes the paper models? No. No? Oh, my gosh. She's by far the most famous person who follows me. A uh, little, little droppy drop there, but she makes paper stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> I wish I knew her name so I could plug her. Um, but, uh... You're going to make a block test? Going to make the block test. Oh, yeah, but it was basically about... Like, there were ones of mine that were, like, staggeringly low as well. And it was, yeah. uh... Yeah. yeah. My psychologist explained, she's like, it's really common for people with ADHD or other like neurodivergent people to have like peaks and valleys in their intelligence where they're really, really good at some things and they're really bad at other things. Oh my God. I love, I love knowing that. Like I love having that information in my brain because I feel like, I don't know if you experience this, but like the, the weird dichotomy of like being so successful in school. Like I have two master's degrees. So like 
I love school. I'm great at school. I'm amazing at school. But then it's like, I can't do the dishes. I can't keep my life together. And it's so frustrating to be so successful, whatever that is. And then also be like, quote unquote, like such a failure. And it's such a weird thing. And like, I wish more people knew that. I wish more people knew that like there are peaks and valleys. I was getting chills as you said that because like I, <laughs> I, I relate to that so hard. Yeah, like it's well, and so so what I was going to ask you is, do you think that you like part of the reason why you've decided that you want to like go into like did you, sorry did you say psychology say say psychotherapist uh, but yeah Psych- yeah okay um I like I never remember what is the right word I'm always like psychologist psych psychologist it's fine there's um, a lot of psychoists but do you think like part of that is is because of your experience and knowing that there's not like a typical experience like is that something that's drawn you to this line of work yeah for sure definitely and now that I've started doing the TikTok thing it's like even just more amplified I like I feel like yes this is where I belong like yeah. like teaching people about all the crazy weird ways that we can exist that are all legitimate and valid like hell yeah Absolutely. And and so okay, so how did you come to TikTok? How did how did you wind up being like an ADHD TikToker cuz I did like I was I'm here by accident. I still don't know how this happened. <laughs> yeah, so also at by accident really like I it's such a it's such a like classic millennial on TikTok story of just like I downloaded it ironically and then I got addicted to it and now I do it all the time. Um but I think I posted one of the first ones that I posted that was ADHD related was, um, it was just a joke when, it was when that Miley Cyrus audio was was trending um, and the like rating blank. And I, I was rating my ADHD symptoms. And, uh, <laughs> and then like people didn't like that. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, I can talk about my ADHD here and people like it, cool. And then I made the God damn it Dave post. Um, and that's the one that like went up real fast and started to like gather attention. And I was like, okay, all right, I can work with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your stuff is amazing. And so like free, free advertisement for you. If you're not following Carly ADHD adult, you absolute ADHD adult, you absolutely <laughs> should. Uh, Cause it's amazing and great. So, so listeners go do that. Um, I had another question, but then I got so excited about your content that I forgot it. So it's, it's fine. Your, yours is the kind of content that like <clears throat> I like it so much that I like I hate it because like I wish I could make content like that. Like you're so consistent. You're so you're you're you have like a style and you're like educated on the subjects. It's like it's awesome. I mean, I don't I don't actually hate it. I love it very much. Um, but I really admire you for that. It's really incredible. <laughs> That was the meanest well, okay. way to compliment somebody ever. I, I have a question for the group though. I have like a real question then. Oh, Cause like, shit. I don't, I don't know. Like, cause I, like I've gotten to a certain point, right. Where it's like, I'll go on my TikTok and I'll want to talk about, you know, like peaks and valleys. Right. And I'll want to like talk about that subject and I'll be like scrolling through my feed or whatever. And then I see that like five different ADHD TikTokers have already like done a video Do you ever have that moment? Do you ever have that moment of like struggle where you're like, should I make a video? I feel like I'm kind of copying like Carly now, but like, I want to say something about it. And do you ever, do you ever have that problem where it's just like, oh shit, well, Katie already made a video. Now I feel awkward. I I had a, like a a momentary, like absolute 
fear, like gut fear, horrible reaction when I posted a video that was like almost identical in content to one that you posted, Katie, at this same time too. <laughs> I don't even remember Literally, that. What was it? hour of each other posting it. We both posted <laughs> about ADHD and non-heterosexuality. Right. And- I remember that. I remember yeah. that. I like, I, I loved it. Video, I, was like, oh I loved God. it. Like I had so like, I, okay. I do remember that now. Cause like I had this very real moment of like, Oh, I feel like other people have already like talked about this. Like, I guess I'll like post it. Cause it's like, it's important to me. And I want to like stay authentic to myself. And then I saw that you did it. And I was like, well, at least now there's two of us. Like that was exactly like, that was my reaction. Like I wasn't at all mad. I was just like sweet. Like I felt like vindicated in like having that moment of like, Oh, well somebody else has had this experience, like knows this knowledge has this experience and they like want to talk about it. So like, I was like jazzed. I was like, I was like, I was terrified. Cause I was like, is she going to be mad? I swear. No, like I, I have that all the time. Like, because I like I feel like the weird thing about ADHD is like it's so there there are parts of it that are so personal, right? And so it's like I feel like both of us we could we could absolutely go home tonight and do a really compelling video about our experiences as being like academically successful, right? But we would have two completely different experiences. Like we we share that same thread, but it's two different things. Yeah. And so it's like I just I I keep going back and forth between this like if I know that like somebody like if Danny Donovan, if Danny Donovan has like made a video about this already, like, can I use this topic? Can I say something? And so like, I don't know. I like, I constantly have like anxiety brain about being perceived as like stealing think, other people's content. I think there's value too. And even if it's literally the exact same like content, like if, if it was on paper, looks very, very identical, like having a different voice tell it to people also matters because some people I think are going to be more receptive to someone who you know likes D&D and kink and stuff like that talking about something whereas like some people want you know someone that looks you know more like a really professional like like well done up with like nice clothes and and like a clean background like I saw this one account that I can't remember now but it's all like time lapses of like this really organized desk with like nice writing and everything I wish I could remember the name um but some people like that and some people like a chaotic blue-haired person screaming at them like, <laughs> there's different styles of delivery of content and I think that there's value to that style of delivery as well uh, other than just the content that's such a good point. So like, well, how would you, how would you define your, your thing? Like, how did you find your voice on TikTok? I'm still finding it. I don't know. <laughs> same, same. I like, I totally was like, this is such a shitbag question I asked. Cause I'm like, I don't even know. Like I was in the backyard earlier, like running around dressed, like catcher on a belfie from outline and like, Andrew, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> the great thing about TikTok is like, you have the space to just like fuck around for lack of a better yeah and it's and it's like you know if like one video flops you've got an unlimited number that you can post to make up for it you know and it's just it's have you found it really interesting to see like what what is a hit and what is a miss yeah yeah my my like analytical science brain like I have spreadsheets I have excel spreadsheets about my tiktok account guys (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) I do I'm doing like research on my content what people like what people don't like what hashtags are working what time of day is is working and stuff like that like it's just fascinating to me yeah something that like I didn't expect well I didn't expect any of the tiktok stuff to happen but I didn't expect to be so interesting about it is just the the volume of data involved 
I mean, just the sheer quantity of data involved in the way that any any one person's experience on TikTok is. Um, like, I've noticed, like, in videos, if I speak, if I say something looking at the camera versus looking away and then looking at the camera, I don't know if it makes a difference, but I kind of feel like it makes a difference, like, looking at the numbers, um, yeah. which is also sort of to say, like, you know, Katie, you asked if somebody is already, like, Danny Donovan does a video about something, and it does really well, and she explained it really well. Um, there's still vast swaths of people who aren't going to see that because of something, because the algorithm did a thingy thing. And so, like, at the end of the day, like, by making a video yourself, even if you are, even if you, like, maliciously say, I'm going to copy this person's video, <laughs> you're still reaching a larger portion of people. Um, and, I, and, like, I, I think for all of us, I don't mean to speak for either of you, but I think ultimately, like, I feel like we feel like we're helping people. Like, we're we're, show, we're being honest about our experiences such that other people kind of go, holy shit, me too. Like, I can feel less bad about that or feel seen or, or feel not alone. And so that's, like, my counter to, like, if I want to make a video, but it's already been done to death by a bunch of people, it's like, well, some people still haven't seen it. And perhaps if I do one, then those people will see it. Um, which is not to, I don't mean to like venerate myself and be saintly or whatever, but that's sort of how <laughs> I combat that, that train of thought. Yeah. I also love that you can now stitch videos. So like you can just add something to what someone else is saying. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get irrationally mad at people when they don't have like duet or stitch enabled. Like there's a couple of content makers right now that like, I would love, I would love to say a few things about some of their videos. Um, but they have the, the, they have that turned off. So like, if I want to do that, I have to like screen record it or something, which like always feels a little sketchy. Like they're not giving yeah. me permission to do so but i was just like i don't like i like get like weirdly upset about it like which is so silly it's like they're right it's their right and their total prerogative and i'm just like how dare <laughs> like, it's so dumb but i don't carly do you have the problem of like forgetting that your tiktok is completely different than my tiktok like do you do you ever have that where you just like forget that there are so many tiktok accounts that other people don't know about because i just assume everybody has the same algorithm as me yeah yeah that yeah that's a big one too is like yeah i assume that everyone that's watching my videos has watched like all of your videos and all of your videos both of you sorry i forget that we're not <laughs> that it's audio too but yes both of your videos you, oh you gestured God, to both of the screens the hollywood yeah. squares screens <laughs> it was it was really good it was like it's it nice. fine that'll be there'll be a little bonus for the you the pod tubers <laughs> um unfortunately however our oh. producer is telling me that we need to move on uh-oh ready man talk about time blindness <laughs> that was right, really good eric that was subtle it was over was really there beautiful. whatever i have my piano it was really right good there. It was really good. It's great. Um, okay, do you want to uh, introduce this cool new... It's time for a new segment. Oh, I was, I was just going to keep doing that. Yeah, no, I didn't like that you were doing that, so I stopped. It's fine. That's perfect. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Katie and hey, I really hey. like each other, everybody. We're just we're just mean to each other sometimes. We're just mean to each other for fun. For fun, I'm yeah. Go cry. It's very healthy. <laughs> cry over here now um uh do you want to do you want to do the the uh, idea that we talked about earlier the secret cool new idea oh yeah sure um do you want to do show and tell me. do you want to play show and tell eric do you want right, to play show everybody. and tell so, today we're gonna be playing like an adhd show and tell it's creepier when the voice is disembodied like yeah. when i can't see you <laughs> doing it it's like it might be eric it might be a possessed ventriloquist dummy i'm not yeah, sure. that's exactly that the first thing 
Really? That's exactly what I was picturing. That is exactly what I was picturing. Well, no, I'm offended. I was <laughs> I was picturing the like from Goosebumps. Like yeah. I was totally picturing Slappy from Goosebumps doing that song. I'm like, how is that both where both of our brains went? That is glorious and well, fantastic. Well, clearly I look like a fucking ventriloquist dummy. Now I have that in my head. Two it's, people I mean, independently thought draw, of it. You could like draw the lines. Why do you think I'm why then... do you think I'm standing up right now? Oh, you're gonna draw the lines. Eric, we have to do the segment though, buddy. Oh shit, that's right. Okay. <laughs> And also, okay. this, this won't come off. I'll have that on for days. So this is a Thanks, new segment. Katie. I'm just going to, I'm, you know what? I'm taking the introduction away from you. That's what you get. Um, I'll get the music. <laughs> this, okay. <laughs> God damn it. Welcome to our super professional podcast. We're so glad you came, Carly. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So this is, this is a segment. Uh, this is a new segment that we're trying. It's called ADHD show and tell, uh, because one of the cool things about, uh, being in a pandemic is that we're not in the same room together. In fact, are you in Canada right now? I am in Canada. Real, real quick. What's it like living in a good country? <laughs> <What's that like? laughs> I mean, Canada has problems too, but, uh, right now we're definitely still doing better than the state. Have you, have you ever seen Justin Trudeau in real life? How does he smell? Does he smell good? Um, see, what does he smell like? What does he look like? What is his vibe? Steve, I've seen Stephen Harper in real life, but that's less oh, exciting. It's I like I I have like a weird crush on Justin Trudeau. Like it's so stupid. Like it's you so like dumb. The daddy. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just like I call him Prime Minister boyfriend. And, like, <laughs> uh, it's I just really like Justin Trudeau. It's fine. Um, I feel the same way about Jacinda from New Zealand. I was like. 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Good. good. It's like, it's fine. I'm sure they all have their issues, but uh, they're better than what we got. It's fine. Okay. Um. So anyway, show and tell. Sorry, I got distracted and thinking about how nice it would be to be in Canada right now. Eric, you introduce it. <laughs> See okay, I fine. There? I gave it back to you because I'm nice. First off, if the Prime Minister of New Zealand came up to me at any time of any day and just said, hey, uh, come with me. I'm getting my, I get would. In my minivan. I would. I would. Just Without drop what I was question. Doing. I'd get like, yes, yes, ma'am. Like well, I would just be like, yes. Can frankly, I hold your baby? Like I'd be like, <laughs> like yes. Frankly, if the prime minister of any country came up to me and said, "Hey, come with me," there's a very strong likelihood that I would. Um, but well, leader of I don't any, know about any country. I was like, <laughs> not I was any country. That seems well, like a bold statement. If if Donald, if I saw Donald Trump, I would be like, "Hey, you come here now." <laughs> like you, I have some shit to say to you. Like. I, I, we would not be, he would not be the one beckoning me. <laughs> so this segment, everybody. Yes. Third try. So Here we go. Segment. So the segment is ADHD so and tell. I was doing the music. God, I'm Katie, ugh, Just, that's my, that's my thing. Okay. It's my Sorry. thing. My, my piano is too far away for it to be an, an effective bit. Did you remember all that stuff I taught you the other night? I, yes. Cool. I'm quizzing so you later. I'm quizzing okay. you. Cool. cool. Eric teaches Katie music theory. Introduce the segment, Eric. Oh, yes. Okay. So the segment, ADHD show and tell. Uh, we're going to go in a circle, which means nothing, but we're going to take turns, and each one of us is going to ask the other person to show us their ADHD thing. Like an ADHD thing. I, I want to name examples, but I don't want to take examples away from anything that you might be thinking. So here it is, ADHD show and tell. Carly, would you like to go first? Uh, what, or, I name a thing that you have to go find? Yeah, no, I can Eric, go first you, too. You you tell me first, so Carly gets the vibe, and then we'll we'll don't put Carly on the spot. All right, That's not cool. Carly. I just okay. I just wanted to see the look in your eyes when I, I was like, "You're on the spot now. Go go." Ah! Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, so wait, am I saying the thing first, or Katie? Are you? Saying yeah, it you first? say the thing, and I'll go find it. All right, all right. I want to see from the two of you. I want to see those. 
a, a, a strange thing from a hobby that you once had, but no longer really do. Oh, that note that I once had. Well, okay. no, you could still tentatively do it, but just a, a thing from a strange hobby, we'll say. Okay, okay. A hobby. I don't mean to qualify it by saying strange. Who's to say? What the hell is that? Okay, so for the for the listeners at home, for, <laughs> Carly was way quicker on the draw with this. I just want to point out. So, all right. So, from what I can tell, you're holding a purple rubber cube. Oh, it's a it's a house. Okay, so it's a purple house with a rhinoceros bisected into it. Hippo. Oh, it's a hippo, it's a hippo. and then a smaller hippo bisected. Perpen- two smaller hippos bisected. So it looks like the house from up with with hippos protruding from it. And it, it's yeah. about the size of a baseball. What is that? What that is, is that? That is delightful. So this is gonna ha- this is gonna take some explaining because you're not Canadian. Um <laughs> how could that make sense to any national all right, all right. Please okay. expound. I'm so, I'm delightfully curious in this moment. So I had this is also like a shameless self-plug at the same time. Um please, so I, please plug all of your stuff. So I I had a friend 3D print this for me because I'm in a band called House Hippo. Now, for you Americans, House Hippo is this delightful 90s PSA um, that was made for children to like teach them how to like be wary of what they're seeing on TV. It was like this like documentary style, like shots of this tiny little hippo that lived in your house and ate like peanut butter crumbs. It was like the North American house hippo, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it's like this tiny hippo that lives in your house and like hides and stuff. Uh, Anyway, so I named my band that. Me and my friend have a band called House Hippo and we got this 3D printed. Uh, So the hobby is my band, I guess. It's not abandoned, we still have it. But uh, yeah, this thing. What what kind of music do you play? Uh, It's like folksy, folksy stuff. Yeah, but like harmonies and stuff. He he plays the guitar. He writes all the songs. I'm really just a a meat sack to make vocals for him, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and and arranging and stuff like that. So uh, so not not to take attention away from your band, but I still have quite a few hippo related questions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So what did the tiny house hippo do? Was it a malicious house hippo, and they were like, "Beware the house hippo," or was it a friendly house? What what what? I think they're friendly. I think that I mean they steal like peanut butter crumbs and stuff, but like I think they're not friendly. It's not friendly to steal peanut butter crumbs. It's a bad thing well, to do. Well, they're the peanut cr- butter crumbs gladly like the, with the North American house hippo in a yeah. heart. It's like the <laughs> borrowers. A- like, they're not, they just borrow stuff. Like, they live in your house and they borrow stuff. Yeah, but they're like, tiny it's, little. They're not, they're tiny. They're not, like, eating all your food. They're eating good Okay, so how does, how does the hippo relate to being wary of what you see, or being, a, like, wary of what you see on TV or aware of what you see on TV? Well, I mean, they were trying to say that it's not real, but I don't believe that. I believe it is real. And really their whole advertising (laughs) campaign backfired because I completely 100% believe in the house hippo now. (laughs) I'm, I support this. I'm I'm for it. House hippo 2020. Look it up. Look it up. Look up Canadian house hippo after this podcast. Cause Um, I think I've written it down two different places. Like I got you. I've I've written it down in one place. All right, Katie, what do you got? Okay. If it's not hippo related, this is going to be a massive it's, disappointment. It's not. <laughs> um, I mean, I could change. Um, so this is from when I used to repair phonographs. What? That is a phonograph. It's a phonograph. It's a full-sized yeah. phonograph. It's a full-sized phonograph. It's right here. It's just got the, whole, the, the cool thing and everything. It's very heavy, so I'm going to put it down. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> wow. But 
so the thing is, is that I used to, um, I mean, like, I still do sometimes, but I like, I really like repairing and like old antiques, um, because old antiques make sense to me in my brain because they're, they're from before computers. And so they're primarily mechanical. And so like over there, you can't see it, but I've got like a, a, a projector, like an old Victorian projector from like the, I think like the 1890s. And then I've got, a cool. this really cool, uh, um, it's like a 1940s telegraph trainer. Like they would like to use how you trained to learn how to use the telegraph. Um, and yeah, I just like to repair old antiques. That's a fun fact about me. So that's cool. That's- how does how does a telegraph trainer work? How does it does it have? I'll like- show you. Hold oh, on. Oh boy. How do I, 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 I? I'm tempted to guess, but I, I'm going to be wrong, and I don't want that shame right on my in my life. Right yeah. Now. I I have no guess. It's got training wheels on it. Okay, I'm back. Okay, that already looks very different. Okay, a box. So, so the way it worked is like it was like this big box. And what you would do is you had like headphones, like just, and these are like the original headphones that came with it, which is cool. You don't see that very often. Um, And then you had tapes and they would have like, so it's like Morse code, you know? Um, And so they, you put the tape on it and then the tape would play and it would do like the do, 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 like the dots and the dots and the dashes. And then you have a separate component piece that you plug into it. That's the, that's the tapper. And so you could use it to train like listening, like receiving messages, or you could train to like learn how to send messages. And so um, this one right now is set up to learn how to, to receive. Um, and that was so loud. The reason why I own this, this is a very stupid story, uh, is because I'm really into escape rooms. And love escape rooms and uh, a lot of escape rooms have morse code uh in their escape rooms and i'm very bad at morse code so i found that at an antique store and then i repaired it and so now i'm training myself to learn morse code so i can be better at escape rooms so anyway uh moving on from the absolute shit show that lives inside my head at all times um (laughs) well we just want to say Clearly, the most efficient way to learn Morse code is to step one: find a broken, over one hundred year old training device. No, no, no. Fix this it. Is from, this is from World War II. Like, so they use it during oh, okay. World War II. Like, gotcha. this is how they trained soldiers. So it's not. It's not like a hundred years old. Gotcha. This is kind of, oh, also, kind uh, of an old boy. fun fact: Samuel Morse was actually a pretty accomplished painter. Pretty good. Didn't know that. Fun facts. Okay, so um, mine, mine, my challenge. The world holds its breath. Is to. Find a book that you've started more than once, but you haven't finished. Oh, I got that. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Should I go for the joke or should I go for the actual answer? I mean, go with whatever you want to go with. Okay. Where is it? There's just like antiques littering my kitchen now. This is great. run all the way upstairs <gasps> oh my gosh it's okay eric is still finding his all right i'm here I'm, i got it okay okay so carly what's yours what did you what did you bring for us today margaret atwood uh matt adam i read the first two in high school or at least the first one in high school <sighs> and okay. Take a breath. You're okay. <laughs> and uh yeah and 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 i liked them um but i've gotten this far so page 78 and i've tried like three times to read this dang book and I just cannot do it. 
Margaret Atwood, is that is that like a, a sequel to The Handmaid's Tale? I genuinely don't know. Same author, different series. So the okay, first okay. one was called Orcs and Crake. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And uh, do you watch do you do you watch Handmaid's Tale? I feel like I'm the only one who yeah. doesn't. No, I I love Handmaid's Tale. Okay. See again, I, I don't Actually, know. That's... I have a friend who was in that show. What? Yeah, as like a background actor, but like still super cool. That's still super cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I can't watch it because every time I do, I just think of Mike Pence. <laughs> Wait, that's different. That's not Mike. That's Pence. different. <laughs> Katie just did the Mitch McConnell eating. I was eating so a ready for it. Thing. I was so <laughs> ready to do Mitch McConnell eating a raspberry, and then I was like, "That's not Mitch McConnell. It's a different person. It's fine. It's fine." Oh, Eric and I have a running joke where Mitch McConnell uh, eats raspberries, and it's that's the whole joke. It's very, very yeah, dumb. It's, it's either he is very tiny. And therefore, the raspberry seems very big, so he eats it like a corn cob. Or the raspberry is giant. I think the tiny Mitch McConnell is funnier, because then it's like he could be like a house hippo. Oh, don't! I I do not have a house Mitch McConnell. That is for sure. He can have none of my peanut butter. He lives in your house and he eats your crumbs. He can he can he can do massive litigious processes to get a bill on my desk that I could pass in order hey, to Eric. give him peanut butter scraps, but I'm not going to fucking pass the bill. I'm going to leave it on my desk forever. Sorry. Hey, Eric, you yeah. know how you get rid of a Mitch McConnell, a tiny Mitch McConnell in your house? But you have uh, to clean it. Filibuster or voting in Kentucky? If there's, if there's no crumbs, then then he can't he can't survive, so you have to oh. clean your house so Mitch McConnell can't live there. <laughs> you also you also vote in Kentucky. If you live in Kentucky, vote in Kentucky. Also, also that. Uh, <laughs> Eric, what was yours? <laughs> What Sorry, was your book? Full of white hot rage now. Um, so the first one, and this is kind of a joke, but it's also true. The Bible. <laughs> like, I have a Bible because it's like, you should read the Bible. Like, just one should what version is have it? that. Uh, King James. It's, oh, it's the, the, oh, no, it's the, the New James? International Version, which is say, probably. Like, At least get some poetry in your life with the King James. It's uh-huh. like, I have opinions on oh, Bible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I forgot about that. It has a bunch of writing on the inside of it. And I found it on the street. And so I was like, oh, the universe provided me with a Bible. I'm taking it. And one day I'll read it. Second is um, Faulkner's Light in August. Um, I started it in high school and we did it for a class and it was amazing. And I've like, but doing it in a non-academic setting is like, it's such dense writing. Like it's just full of insane symbolism. Like, oh, so like in a classroom setting, it's awesome because you can all discuss like what stuff means. But alone, it's just like. I, there's no way I'm getting what is supposed to be gotten from this book. Like, I am not smart enough. So, what does it mean? <laughs> I am by far not well-educated enough to understand this book. So that one. And then another one uh, is, uh, what is it? Uh, Wizard's First Rule. Fucking, it's a fantasy book that has been recommended to me a million times. That is a, that is a thick, thick boy. Is yeah, it's the first is. of like 12 series. So I'm on chapter four. And I keep forgetting, so I have to reread, but I can only ever get to chapter four. But it's pretty good so far. Um, yeah, Wizard's First Rule. I'm hoping somebody listening to this can can go like, dude, it's amazing. you got to finish it. And then that'll make me finish it. Um, I have a stack of fantasy books also. That I could have brought down like 50 books. <laughs> <laughs> books. Just buy them, buy them and buy them and never finish them. Not, not a show and tell, but just a question. On average, how many... Like of a percentile, how many books do you own that you have not read or finished? Oh Ooh, uh, it might be like close to 50-50, like 50% I bought and have never even opened. <laughs> well, so yeah. I, I'm going to say an answer that is unsavory, 
but it, it, it makes sense. So I would say about 98% of the books that I own I have not read. But I live in Oakland, California, and in Northern California, there is so much stuff on the street, like, for free. Like, if anything is even minutely useful, people don't throw it out. They put it on the street and with a sign that says free on it. Um, and so I also, I move around a lot because I'm a cook for hire, and so I kind of just bounce around in apartments a lot. And so having a living fuck ton of books on me is not, like, useful. So if I usually if I've read, read a book and I've liked it, I'll give it to somebody because I want them to read it. And also, like, I it's it's literally just heavy, and I've already read it. And so, like, I'll get rid of it. And so when I moved into this apartment, I found a crate full of just books, including the that fantasy book. But just, like, a stack. Some of them I've heard of. Some of them I haven't. Some of them are, like, I, I don't know. But I was just like, whoa, that's cool. That'd be fun to have and, like, look at and be like, oh, look at these completely random assortment of books from nonfiction to fantasy to, like, young adult like, that would be cool if I could, like, go up and just be, like, pick one at random. Like, the universe provided me with this book, and now I'm going to read it. Which, of course, I haven't done. Um, but anyway, so about 98% of the books I own I have not read. I think that, like, 98% of the books that I have read, it was in high school or earlier. I used to be, like, a really avid reader. But I think that this was before Netflix and TikTok were a thing. So then I had either, like, the satellite TV and the shows on there were not great or reading. And so I read a lot. So do you, have you, okay, so I've had the same thing. I've had this exact same experience of, like, I was a voracious reader. Like I was like known in, like I was in the newspaper, like how much I fucking read. And then like, at some point I just stopped. I just stopped. And I had like a very real moment a couple of years ago, like after grad school where I realized like it had been probably five years since I've read a book for fun. And I was like, I'm going to read a book for fun. Did I finish that book? No. But I started it, and that's the important thing. Did you have that moment? Did you have that moment of like, fuck, it's been a, like a year since I've read a fun book? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially like, and once you, yeah, once you're in university or college or whatever, like you, you have to read so much f- like for school that you're like, the last thing I want to do for fun is read a book. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want to just turn the TV on and let my brain melt out of my ears. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it's like half burnout and then half like motivation, you know. Yeah. I don't. It's, oh man, it's so hard. It's so hard. I just it makes me happy because I feel like not a lot of people talk about that experience of being like, I fucking love reading. I fucking hate reading. Like, yeah, I got my high school graduation. I got the you know like how they do awards like most likely to whatever. I got the bookworm yeah. award. I was like, that's how <laughs> my school knew me was like I read a lot. <laughs> well, I always uh, yeah. just to, to to bring it back to ADHD. I I. Frankly, like, and this is something that, like, I I don't, I feel like I've never admitted to myself and certainly I've never admitted to other people. Um, But why not say it on a podcast? On a Um, podcast. Yeah. um, I am, I frankly have a really hard time reading. Um, A really hard time reading. Um, Like, I don't know, I've never been diagnosed with like a reading something or other. Um, But my ADHD has always made reading um, excruciating, Um, like shamefully excruciating. Um, because I'll be reading and the, the more, it's like the longer I, unless I'm so absorbed in what I'm reading that my like other brains, you know, like my ADHD brains that are going like, what's on, what's going on over there? There was a sound outside. It smells weed in this room, doesn't it? Like, unless it's so vividly amazing to me, 
that all of those brains are like hyper focused, and then in which case I'll read for way too long and lose track of time and miss work and stuff like that. But that that doesn't happen in a while. Um, but the longer I read, it's I I think I mean I used this analogy in our in our last podcast, but it my it, my brain sort of feels like uh, an imbalanced washing machine, like on the spin cycle. So if there's like a shoe on one side, the more that it, it spins, the more it, like the the more the more it oscillates and goes like, and so as I'm reading, my brain just starts getting hotter and hotter, and it starts vibrating harder and harder, and I have to just go fuck, oh god, like shit, and then I'm like, Gah. so if if there's something that I have to read, um, it's I mean it's 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 extremely difficult. I'll, generally, I would I would read with somebody else. Um, I also reading aloud for me really helps um, because it forces me to keep my place. Um, like I, I won't like scan and then go, oh, did I skip a line? But but like, um, but that was because yeah, Carly, you have sorry. Oh, sorry, Eric. I just oh, got really. Well, just I just want to say, just in case anybody listening like has had that similar experience, that like, um, it's 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 one of the more infuriating things that my ad like uh, that i don't want to say i blame my adhd for but like there are vast swaths of books that i have owned at one point or i've intended to read um but you know i'm 26 years old now and every time well 98 percent of the time i sit down with the intention to read um it ends in like shame and anger and it's, it's so real it's, it's so fucking valid. awful and it's so, so like real. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of times, like if like all the books that I've started but haven't finished, it's just like, it's I don't want to use the word like trauma lightly, but you know, it's like I associate it with my failure academically and my failure intellectually, and it's like something to get over or or whatnot. Um, so, anyways, just yeah. on, just on reading an ADHD, that that's a thing. Yeah. Well, well, I was gonna ask Carly. Like Carly, you are. I think the first person that I've ever met that's like academic, but like science academic. Cause I, all I know is like trash Shakespeare nerds when like, that's different, right? Master of letters. Master of letters. You're welcome. H Z. I know them all. Um, <laughs> do you have advice for, you know, anybody who is like in STEM, like you are, um, who might be struggling with things like, reading long ass science reports i assume those are a thing i know a lot <laughs> they doing are. the science papers <laughs> doing do you have, have advice for people do seven science, science good i have yeah. 14 what? science to do today oh no <laughs> how so, can i do a science good with adhd <laughs> <laughs> okay so how to do a science good um no i actually made a, a video about this Title recently. Card. people are like what? Oh my God. Thank you. Um, but like, especially in science, when you're reading, you don't really have to read it in order. Like you were talking, Eric, you were just talking about how like, oh, I jumped a line. Oh, I have to go back in science. Like it's not really a big deal. If I jump to the middle of an article, read that part and then go, oh, okay, that's really cool. Wait, what are they talking about now? And then I go back and then, and then read it. And like, that's actually probably the better way to do it is like, if you can skim your textbooks for relevant information and then give yourself, like let your brain give you the dopamine by like just finding something interesting. Like if you just scan a bunch of pages, find something that piques your interest, then you'll have that little bit more like power to actually read the boring parts. Whoa. I, lo I, lo I love that. It does Whoa. not work at all for Hamlet, but no. I love it. <laughs> What's the, but, wait, so what is you, the question? Oh. Wait, wait a second. What? Wait, <laughs> he dies at the end? Fuck. Yeah. I, and I also, uh, like, I, I love that. I was watching your other podcast and, like, like all your, your 
academia in theater and stuff is super fascinating to me because I've, I've done theater and I almost went to school for theater, um, but, I, but I grew up really poor and I really, really wanted to get a, a well-paying job. Um, so I decided I'll go to school for science and I'll keep doing theater like as a passion thing. Um, yeah, but it, like you're saying, like it doesn't work when you're reading scripts. Like I can't just jump <laughs> in the script <laughs> and because and, and, it doesn't work that way. Um, but yeah, uh, I find like like reads, like like the first read of a play is like one of the most stressful things for me ever because reading aloud in front of people is like uh, so much anxiety because I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna jump a word I'm gonna I'm gonna get confused oh I'm supposed to understand what I'm saying and I'm supposed to emote into this as I'm reading but I don't even know what I'm reading I'm just like spitting out words and yeah super stressful. It is a big mood especially when you're like you have adhd so like then you're also just like bored because you're like oh it's, i'm done talking now like i guess i'll sit here for 12 pages when's it and my turn yeah and then you start like peeking ahead you do the yeah. peek ahead where you're like mm, how many more lines until i get to talk again and then I'm suddenly you get one you at you didn't notice but you had one but you're going ahead to try and see like oh what's the next thing i'm gonna say and then everyone's sitting there staring at you and you're like what what and they're like it's the your mind no, and you're like, oh, the crap. number of times what page are we on <laughs> the number of times this has happened to me in my life i'm so glad that i'm not the like i feel deeply vindicated in this moment thank you for that gift i'm going to take that and treasure it always because that is such a mood i thought oh, that this Lord. was a unique experience to me so this is also <laughs> it's such a real thing <laughs> it's such a real thing like it's just like that moment where you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Shit. And then you're frantically trying to like figure out what page everyone's like, uh, on. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, sorry, I got lost. And you're like, I wasn't lost. I'm lying. I'm telling lies now to cover for my yeah. shameful self-interestness. So good. <sighs> yeah. Um. Well, hey, uh, pro- like our producer's telling us that we have to move on. Um, but what do how, how do you want to end this this baby, Eric? How do you want to uh, how do you want to say goodbye to our friend Carly? I don't know. Well, I I do have to say that Carly, you still have to ask us both. Oh right, we got so distracted. Shocking! Oh, no oh yeah, the game. I forgot. Which, if, if you got <laughs> we, one, we all I'd forgot. Love to hear it. Um, well, don't okay. group me in on that. I didn't forget. I was the responsible one in this. I got one excited. We were having a theater kid moment. That was, that was a oh, was that what moment. that was? That was. That was what, what it was. Um, That's what right. it looks like. All right, find Carly, me, devastate me. Sorry. Find me the nearest object that is not where it should be. Like, whether it's like a clutter thing or like a, I just put this down in a weird spot and then tell me like where you found it. Oh my gosh. I don't even have to. I'm just going to move my computer. I'm not even going to move well, my body. Here's so the entire. This is what you can't see. Like, just all of this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so. Well done, Katie. You didn't have to move your computer. Good job. I didn't. Because it's to just what a, that thin veneer of having my shit together. <laughs> right. It's just a it's subtle like just pan. Slightly <laughs> off camera. It's just piles of bullshit. Yeah, the backgrounds of your lives and stuff always look so nice and neat and like pretty and stuff. And I'm like, it's because I, I only use like right here. And then, but like what you can see is like, I don't have a desk. I like literally don't own a desk. And very recently I realized that that's weird. I don't have a desk. And so I use my kitchen island. And so then, and then I was like, cause the light's really good. Cause I got like a lot of windows right here. But then the thing is, it's just like all the shit from all of my shit is just right here in a pile all the time. <laughs> my, I also, here, do you want to, are we just exposing ourselves? Wait. Yeah. See? It's, 
yeah it's like like. (laughs) i i dead ass said last night on the discord i was talking to some people on discord and we were talking about our desk like our workspaces and so i said the next uh adhd challenge video i'm gonna do is show me your desk because it's like terrifying it's like terrifying to reveal that part of you because you're like well it builds up so fast like i will i'll I'll finally clean it and then within two days it's it's a disaster yeah how does this happen it's I don't know and then like I, the one of the things that I find the most frustrating is like and maybe you have this because you're also a theater person but like I'm a theater person but I also like make like I costume. oh are you guys theater people I'm sorry I I, I had to yeah, I had to move really hair, close to the camera to for that one hair flip um but like the thing that I I find so frustrating is like if I'm like making a costume. I have to like get out all the fabric. Then I have to get out all the pins. And then I have to get out the, the whatever the fuck. And then it's just like, it's a completely new mess in the same area. And then people are like, well, just put stuff away as you work. And I'm like, that's not, it's not possible. I don't believe that it's a possible thing. Yeah. I don't know. I get so heated about people who are like, just put and your also, stuff away. I'm like, thanks. I, thought, I, I, I never, stuff- that never occurred to me. <laughs> if I put the stuff away, I forget that I have it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like it, it, I, it, I, I want to keep everything out where I can see it and where I know I have it and and I know where to get it. But then if I have plus, it, right here, it gets messy very fast. Yep. I like also like the put stuff away, like do a thing and then put it away. That's contingent on the fact that you were starting a task and then completing the task and now you're done and you put. That's not the case with any. There are like several like progress bars happening at all times. Like I'm not gonna do five percent of something and then have a better idea and go oh i should build that and go but first let me put away all these things that uh, it's like no i'm gonna leave them all out so i can switch from each one like really quickly but but up but up so does that affect does that affect you in like your like when you were like working in like labs and stuff like what was it like to work in like places where you have such like strict protocols but knowing that like your brain is like maybe I could just leave it all here. Like, was that something that you had to like learn or like work find a workaround for? Yeah. So I feel like if I if I like okay, so I'm very motivated by like s- the fear of social shame. So when I know that I'm sharing a space with someone, like my brain is automatically thinking like, oh my god, don't leave this there. They're gonna get mad at you. They're gonna do this or they're gonna do that. So I'm a lot better at like keeping spaces clean if it's a shared space. Yeah. Than I am if it's just me or if it's like people that I'm comfortable with, like my roommates and stuff like that. Like I'm I'm bad at it again because I know that they're not gonna get mad at me. But like my lab mates and stuff, I was like, these people don't know me. I don't know them. I need to impress them. So I was always like very hyper vigilant about that kind of stuff. Um and, and having like really concrete instructions for protocols also help because then I'm literally just following the list and I don't have to like I don't have to use my brain, I just have to follow the instructions. <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the great frustrations, like, of my life is, like, when I'm in a kitchen, like, like not my kitchen, but, like, when I'm at work in a kitchen, um, following procedures and, like, being organized and being, like, okay, I need to assemble a process for to doing this, and then I need to assemble a process to, you know, it's a shared space, like, to break down and make sure everything goes back where it needs to be, and I'm very diligent about that at work, but as soon as I get home, all of that is out the window, because it's just my space, like, I can, you know, I don't care if it's d- d- dirty or whatever. And so one of the great frustrations and, and, like, questions of my life is how do I get that into my regular life? Like, how do I do that? And I don't know about you, but I've experienced, like, a lot of, like, shame and questioning where it's like, okay, I can do this 
when it, when I'm at the lab, why can't I do it at home? Yes. Oh, I must be faking. I don't have ADHD because I can do it in, in this oh this God. environment and not in this environment. Mm. Like, oh, I'm just faking, but that's oh, not. Oh, it's so true. It's not, so real. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's, and I don't have an answer. Like, that's the thing that sucks is like. I do. I have the same exact thing. It's like, oh, well, I'm working in someone else's shop. I have to keep it nice. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm working here. And then you get home and you're like, why can't I put the thread away at work? But I can't. Yeah. Like, and I think it has crazy, to do yeah. with like social, social pressure is a big motivator. Um, novel environments. Like I was just yeah. reading recently the other day of like ADHD symptoms, one can fluctuate from day to day. And two, yeah. They are less in novel environments. So like if you're going to a doctor to get tested for ADHD, your symptoms are going to be less because it's a new environment and your brain is like, ooh, new things, dopamine, norepinephrine. Um, so like, yeah, if you're in a new environment, you might find that it's a lot easier to, to do the things than, than in your like normal everyday environment where everything's boring. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, okay. Oh, sorry. Eric. Oh, no, I just, it's, it's, I think thinking about like uh, low arousal theory, which uh, to anybody, I have, I have a video on it, but to anybody listening who hasn't seen that video, um, basically uh, people with ADHD have lower levels of dopamine and neuropinephrine in our head at any given time. Um, and so we're constantly seeking the little bursts of dopamine that happen when we basically experience new stimulus. And so we're constantly seeking new and novel things to get that dopamine burst to try to bring our dopamine back to, to normal levels. And that can be stimming, that can be like, you know, like erratic, like paying attention to the thing that's happening outside just constantly like searching scanning for new information i'm talking to somebody who's very educated in neuroscience so i hope i didn't flub any of that um but but understanding that has has helped me understand so many different little things that like if not not knowing about low arousal theory seems sort of disjointed but knowing that sort of puts them all in the same context like why is it that when I go to a novel situation, my ADHD systems, uh, symptoms are less? It's like, well, because that new stimulus is given, it's provided, it's par for the course. You already are in a place that is saturated with new and novel stimulus. Whereas when I'm in a place that I am frequently, like this room, my ADHD symptoms are the worst they ever are because I'm familiar with every part. Like, I have to constantly be creating that new stimulus. Um, and so you guys experience yeah. in school, uh, like every every new year, like September, you were like, yeah. I'm organized, I'm ready, I'm gonna attack this. And like, but then throughout the year, like your organization and your and your oh, grades yeah. and everything like slow. Oh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I think I just made the connection now as you were talking. I was like, that's because every new school year is like that new novel environment, a new classroom, mm -hmm. new classmates, new schedule. I yeah. I can literally track that. Like I save planners. Like that's a thing that I've done for like a long time is I've saved my planners. Because, like, it's kind of fun to, like, go back and just be like, oh, like, what was I doing on Thursday on, you know, May 2006? And being like, oh, I was, like, studying for an exam or whatever. But, like, I can trace that. It, like, I have proof of that. Because it's, like, my first month of school. It's, like, beautiful boxes and, like, everything. And, like, bullet journaling and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, like, you get to, like, December. And I'm just, like, history paper. Like, uh, like oh, that's so funny. That I, like... It's so weird whenever I talk to another person with ADHD, because I always feel like I must be the only person who has ever experienced this. And then it's like, no, it's all of us. It's just literally every single one of us. Like, it's fine. It's wild. It's so validating. <laughs> I, lo I love it. I love that I'm connecting with so many more ADHD people and we're all just like, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really freeing, you know, like, it's like you, like, I don't know if you've had this experience, but like, I've genuinely had the experience of like, 
not feeling as ashamed anymore. Like I've, I'm learning to ask for help and I'm learning like, it's okay that my house doesn't look like a magazine, but it works for me and that's okay. And like that, that's something that I think is so valuable that has come out of this experience. Um, but it's also weird because at the same time, I feel like people are like the one look, like looking at me and being like, well, you clearly have your shit together. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm learning. I'm here learning with all of you. Like this is, I'm not, I'm, I'm just figuring my shit out as I go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I, I, I think I feel like I haven't posted an ADHD tip video in a while. And so I'm sort of like, you know what, actually, I'm just going to show people like what this actually looks like. <laughs> like I am too, also this way and it's okay. Like. I think I think that's equally valuable. Like I'm I'm I mean I'm grateful to well the two of you frankly and and all the people that I've interacted with um because they've provided for me that same ex yeah that same experience that I'm hopefully providing to them that we are hopefully providing for them. Um it's a big it's a big little it's a it's a community and I love it and I'm stuttering. That was a really good end to the podcast though. Good job, Eric. You nailed it. Um, hey, Carly, thank you so much for being here with yeah. us. We went a little bit over time, shocking nobody, because why? We have ADHD. ADHD. Uh, but we are so appreciative of you joining us. Um, tell folks where they can find you. What should they follow? What should they, what should, hype yourself up. Give yourself an ad. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. I want to hang out with you guys all the time. Um, uh, TikTok, Adult. And uh, also Instagram, same name. Uh, the band that I mentioned earlier, House Hippo, that's on Spotify if you want to listen to that. It's all in my link on TikTok, though. So just go to the TikTok. Just go, go to TikTok. <laughs> all right. You heard her. ADH adult on TikTok. Carly, thank you much, so much for Thanks being so here. Thanks so much, Carly. And uh, you're great and amazing and awesome. You're great and amazing and awesome. <laughs> okay. Now, don't hang up, though. We're just, we're going to, that's the pretend end. That's the, this is the behind Yeah. Thanks. The bye. Part. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good, goodbye. I think that worked. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was great. Um, yeah, cool. Carly, thank you so much. Thank you so much to Carly for being with us today and hanging out and dealing with all of our shmishmammery. You can find her on TikTok as ADH Adult, as well as all of her other awesome stuff in her link tree, including her sick band, House Hippo. It's a friendly hippo, we've determined. If you enjoyed the show, please do consider donating to our Patreon, patreon.com slash infinitequest. Or if you don't have the cash, consider rating, reviewing on whatever platform you are listening on. That helps us out so much. And Katie and I are really hoping to be able to invest more of our time and energy and spoons into all this. Um, you're the best. Have a wonderful day, night, whenever. And uh, love yourself. Please forgive yourself and love yourself. I got really, really awesome. Thank you.